Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number seven. In this episode, we're going to be covering safe spots. Now, that might be a little bit of a surprise to you guys because in the last episode, I said that I want to create this course by the end of July 2019. So here's what happened, okay? So I was actually wanting to release a book. So I've been writing a book on FL Studio best practices, and I wanted to release it before the end of June 2019. And the reason for that is because I'm going to a wedding here at the end of June, and I thought I was done. I was starting to read like the rough copy back. And as I was reading it back, I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, I cannot release this publicly yet. Um, I just found it was too choppy and my ideas were all over the place. So I thought to myself, I was like, okay, well, do you know what? Maybe I'll be able to put together the safe spots course and be able to release that before I go to the wedding here. So this episode is going to be all about safe spots. You guys are going to learn how to program awesome drum loops. Okay. So I just want to let you guys know that on the website, I also allowed you now, if you want to purchase a course individually, or you can purchase, you know, the membership where you can access all the courses. Okay. So now you have both options. And in addition, don't forget, you guys can also support this podcast for $5 a month. Just come to it's gratuitous forward slash podcast. You guys will see a support button there, a subscribe button, and always feel free to ask me questions on the episode page. You guys can come here and just reach out, ask a question, and I can always answer it within these podcast episodes. Okay. So Before we get into this episode on safe spots, I also want to just remind you that I have also written a book on safe spots, okay? It's on Amazon, and again, all the links will be in the resources section. So the link to this actual safe spots course, as well as the safe spots book, okay? So let's get into the episode. So what are safe spots? Now, over the years, I've coined a term and it's called safe spots, and I use it to describe certain areas within our drum loop for our sounds to sound good no matter what, as well as be in time, be in rhythm and stuff like that, okay? So in addition, you know, there's also another part of the safe spots theory, and that's to do with the organic tools we have available, which further enhance our loops, okay? And I call these tools organic because these tools, they're free inside of any music program, okay, in any DAW. And when making beats, it's really easy, you know, to get caught up in expensive plugins or thinking we need certain plugins to make our beats. But these organic tools are the fundamentals of music production. And, you know, they're absolutely the difference between amateur to professional producer. Okay, so I just want to repeat that again. Okay, so when we're making our beats, many times people think that they need all these expensive plugins and stuff like that. But really, these organic tools, which I'm going to be talking to you in a second, these are the key differences which will help you build awesome drums loops okay you know plugins many times help but a lot of times people they want to jump to these expensive plugins rather than just using the basic tools that they have and many times they overlook them so what are these organic tools you ask well here's the cliffhanger moment you're gonna have to buy my course to find out just kidding you know so obviously through this podcast i am trying to promote my courses and the membership and you know hopefully building your trust to eventually you know want to you know sign up and take my courses but I don't want to be that type of person to, you know, kind of clickbait you. You know, I I am going to provide you with the value in these podcasts. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about these organic tools in a second. I first want to talk to you about safe spots and then it transitions into these organic tools. Okay, and again, I break all this stuff down for you in the course. 
So first, what are safe spots? So if you look at FL Studio Step Sequencer, where you actually program your drum loops, you'll notice that there's four steps, okay? And so the first four are gray, and then you have four more steps and they're red and it just repeats, okay? So it goes like gray, red, gray, red. And you know, this might be a little bit hard to understand because you're just listening. You know, if you're actually watching it, it's gonna be easier for you to understand. But so far we have our step sequencer and we have four steps, okay? So each of these steps is actually a 16th note and you need four of these to make one beat in four, four time, okay? So four steps equals a quarter note and we need four quarter notes to create one bar. So if we're looking at the first four steps, so the first step is your on beat and it will always be in rhythm with your music, okay? Now the third step is like the off beat. It's like halfway in between. And typically this is like the off beat and it's a really common spot to add fullness to a drum loop. Uh, you can be putting a hi-hat here or like an open hat, especially open hats and like dance music. And now steps two and four are what I call the in-betweens and I call them A and B. And they're a little bit trickier to work with than the first step and the third step, okay? So now we're dealing with steps two and four and I call those the in-betweens. Now step two is A and then step four is B. Okay, so A is a little bit trickier to work with than B, you know, to make the sound work. But there's one key factor here that you have to always keep in the back of your mind when you're programming your drum loops, thinking about these safe spots, is that tempo is a huge factor of making a sound fit in these in-betweens, okay? And then also another cool kind of pro tip is swing also affects these in-between notes too, which are just your eighth notes, okay? So just your second 16th note. And that's just, you know, what swing affects. It nudges your notes. I'm gonna explain what swing is here as when we get into these organic tools, which is our next section, okay? So that's just a little quick overview of say spots you know, where you can place your sounds. Now we're going to cover these organic tools where we can further enhance our drum loop, okay? We kind of can help force that drum loop to work within our track, help mold it. So I'm going to list out these organic tools and then we're going to cover them briefly one by one, okay? So again, the video course called Safe Spots, Create Amazing Drum Loops goes more in depth, revealing how to actually put these tools into practice within FL Studio, okay? So these organic tools are velocity, panning, layering, note nudging slash swing, kind of the same thing. Note nudging is more manually, swing is a little bit more automatic. There's also sound selection as well as sound placement. So each of these organic tools goes hand in hand and I call them free because they're 100% free no matter what DAW you use, no matter what music program, okay? And really, it's just a matter of understanding how to use these organic tools, how they work, and the different techniques you have available to you as you're programming your drum loop and using these tools to force these drum loops to, to work, okay? So let's first start with velocity, okay? So velocity is actually pretty interesting and actually velocity is different than volume in music production, okay? So certain plugins allow you to get different sounds depending on the velocity amount. Now velocity is actually the speed, you know, on how fast you press your key and it's not how hard you press the key. You can actually test this. So for example, on your MIDI keyboard, if you push the key down slow but hard, you're gonna see that you get a low velocity number. Again, always look in the top left in FL Studio, the little hint panel there. That's super, super helpful with anything in FL Studio whenever you hover a mouse over a knob or something like that. And then again, you can also press that MIDI key really fast and you'll see that you get a high velocity. Now the maximum MIDI value here is 127, okay? And when you're working with certain plugins, you can actually trigger 
different articulations slash timbres of notes depending on your velocity okay so you know that's just a pretty cool tip to know to give a little bit you know a little bit of variety to your music now when you're dealing with the one-shot samples you don't really have this luxury of getting different timbres again that's different articulations or just a different sound and what that means is like if i play a sound uh you know to get a different articulation you know it might be like one's brighter or then like the next one could be dull but you're still playing that same note for example if i was playing like c5 i'm playing c5 but on a real piano if you press it hard the way how like the hammer would strike like um the actual string or whatever it might sound a little bit brighter on the actual hit and that's just uh what you can be doing with velocity with certain plugins okay so for example imagine we were building our drum loop okay and we're going to keep it simple let's say we had a kick a clap and a hi-hat now if your hi-hat if the volume of each individual hit is you know constant you know they're all the same volume it can make your music sound really rigid and really kind of boring, okay? But if you open up the piano roll in FL Studio and you start, you know, just adjusting the velocities of each individual hit, and, you know, I'm not talking to make it, you know, dramatic, but it's just a matter of, you know, just, just click just a little bit, you know, one's a little louder, one's a little bit quieter. And you'll hear when you play back that drum loop, you know, now you kind of get a little bit more, you know, it sounds a little bit more musical, a little bit more groove to it, okay? And again, that's just one of these organic tools to help kind of mold that drum loop to get it to kind of flow. Uh, the next organic tool you have available to you is panning. And just to get everyone up to speed here, so panning is the ability to allow a sound to play more out of like the left or right speaker, okay? Like the left or right channel. And it's just a matter of like, usually there's like a knob and you can just dial in, you know, the amount that you want. So panning can add freshness to your drum loop. So for example, if someone's listening to your drum loop and you might just pan like one percussion sound to the right and then a different percussion sound to like the left. And whenever that loop plays, you know, especially when they're on headphones, it can just kind of add just a little bit of freshness to their ears as they're listening to your loop. Okay. Panning can also add space for other instruments when you're dealing with like actual mixing. You know, if you had like a piano, a guitar and a pad or something like that, you know, you can kind of pan one to the left, one to the right. And, you know, I'm not saying to go a hundred percent to the left and a hundred percent to the right. You can always blend kind of in between or whatever. It's useful for creating space in your mix. Okay. In addition, panning can also be used to create wideness, okay? Because if we talk about stereo for a second, so stereo is the difference between your left and right channel. So for example, if we had two claps playing and we panned one to the far left and we panned the other one to the far right, and those two claps were like two totally different recordings, two totally different sounds, you're gonna get a really, really wide sound because the left is totally different from the right. And that's all that stereo is, okay? And since we're on the topic of wideness, I just wanna let you be aware, you have to be careful with wideness plugins because you can get phase cancellation. That's why you always wanna test your mix in mono, especially when you're working with these wideness plugins. But I show you in the course how to get a safe wideness through panning, okay? So the next organic tool is layering. So many producers don't take advantage of layering and it's not just for drum loops. You know, you can use it for any sound or instrument. And what layering does is it just adds major fullness and you can also use layering uh, really creatively uh, in your arrangements. So for example, let's say we had like a piano progression, okay? You know, so you can have the same progression, but then play like uh, different instruments at different times of the song. 
using that same progression. That's a cool way for, you know, to kind of create different arrangements and make your music sound a little bit different, even though it's playing that same progression. So here's an example that you can try. So try creating a chord progression with some piano and then copy those MIDI notes into another instrument. Now play them both at the same time and hear the fullness. And then, you know, if you have like a drum loop, try breaking apart the pattern so that you still have the two instruments. They're still playing the same MIDI notes, but now you have them in two different patterns. And, you know, maybe just play the drum loop with like the piano and then try playing the drum loop just with like your layer. And you're going to hear how, you know, from arrangement standpoint kind of sounds cool, as well as from a fullness standpoint, it sounds really powerful when you play them together. Now, one thing you want to be careful of is phase cancellation when you're dealing with drums. OK, um, and so when you're dealing with drums and you're layering drums to check that, you just want to flip the phase. In FL Studio, uh, you just want to go like reverse polarity. Now, if dealing with drums, layering your drum hits can also help with like crunch, depending on like the layer that you're using, whether it be like, uh, let's say like a snare hit or uh, some other kind of percussion element. You guys can also be EQing this layer too to really fine tune it with that drum hit. And sometimes it can even add clarity. For example, many times with your drum, it's not like the low end that isn't standing out because a lot of times the low end is there in your drum. Sometimes you're like, oh, well, I need to turn up the bass or I need to turn up the volume of my kick drum. But many times it's like you don't have the beater sound. Okay. You don't have like the click. And to help you out there, what you can be doing is like a common technique is to use like a high hat or some type of high frequency sound that whenever the kick drum's playing it really helps that kick drum to cut through the mix okay because it has that beater that that kind of click kind of sound okay and that's where your drum can help with clarity another little pro tip there is sometimes you can also route your kick drum to some parallel distortion and that's usually an awesome way to add more hit to your drum as well as some clarity too that's kind of off topic but a, a cool trick Okay, so our next organic tool is note nudging slash swing. Now again, note nudging is more like the manual approach. Swing is kind of like, you know, more the automatic approach. Swing adjusts your eighth notes, okay? So digital music can sound really rigid. And this is where, you know, computer music kind of gets its bad name from because when we program our MIDI notes and if we quantize, it's like everything is snapped to grid and it just sounds like so robotic, right? There's no musical feel to it. Now, note nudging can create a loose and organic feeling to your music. And many times it's just subtle moves like, you know, don't think you have to nudge crazy. Maybe just the odd note here or there. You can either put it early or late. Now, in a, inside of FL Studio, the shortcut to note nudge is holding down shift and the scroll wheel. So if you open up the piano roll and you have your mini notes, just hover your mouse over a mini note, hold down shift the scroll wheel, either up or down, and that will allow you to go early or late on that sound. And again, you know, maybe just one notch, maybe two notches. And if you go more than that, feel free to. But many times your music can start sounding out of sync. So sometimes you can only push this note nudging so far. OK, um, now for myself, I typically find that uh, my tracks always benefit from a little bit of swing. You have to be careful on how much you dial in because it can kind of make your music sound like out of sync. OK, but in my beginnings, um, I actually found that I had to train my ear to hear like the effects of swing and like note nudging. Uh, maybe not so much note nudging because like you actually know uh, like the note that you are pushing off beat. But when it came to swing for myself, it was kind of similar to like lear learning compression and learning uh, how compression sounds. Um, so obviously when you're trying to figure out what swing's doing, just dial it in to emphasize the effect. But at the end of the day, 
it's affecting the in-betweens, your eighth notes, okay? So again, we have the on-beat, the off-beat. So the on-beat's the one, the off-beat would be the three, and then you have the two and the four. And I call the two A, which is trickier than the four, which is B. But again, swing affects the two and the four, okay? So again, just reference back to the step sequence there. So you can use note nudging on like drum hits, piano chords, or even again, claps to kind of get like that loose feeling in conjunction with layering, okay? And again, you can note nudge early or late, okay? Now, I want to talk about another organic tool, and that is your sound selection. Now, it's incredibly important to select sounds which actually suit your song, okay? So inside of the course, we create a beat as our videos kind of progress, okay? You know, so in the beginning, we introduce like, you know, the drum loop, you know, the certain organic tools like velocity and stuff. Then I start adding some chords in. And then later on, what I do is I actually start switching out some of the sounds inside of the drum loop and we both hear it's like it's crazy how switching out the sounds, the effect it has on the song. So, you know, sound selection can make a song, you know, sound bad, but it can also just give the song a totally different emotion, like a different vibe. And to take it a step further, so sound selection can also enhance a song's vibe, like even further. So for example, if you think about like an 80s track and like those 80s kind of sounds, for example, like a Roland TR-808, you know, that classic 808 sound. So the biggest thing I want you to take away from this section, uh, this sound selection section, is do your sounds suit your song? When you hit play, when you listen to like your drum loop, when you listen even to like your instruments, does it blend? Okay, and on to our last organic tool, which is sound placement. And this is what Safe Spots is, okay? So it's just understanding where to place your sounds within your drum loop. It's also understanding the emotion each 16th note has towards your overall song, okay? Now, Here's something I want to get across to you, okay? So I personally feel that why sound placement is what separates an amateur producer from a professional producer, okay? So something I share with you inside of the course is in my beginnings, you know, how I would approach learning how to program drum loops and understand, you know, pretty much how I came up with this concept of safe spots over the years is I'd actually build drum loop after drum loop to learn where I could place my sounds, okay? Only to delete that drum loop delete the sounds, and then start over with a fresh try, okay? And I would just do this over and over and over, again, just to learn where I could place my sounds for them to sound good, and the effect that each you know, step, each 16th note, has within my drum loop, okay? So I hope you enjoyed this episode on Safe Spots. The course is now officially released. It's called Safe Spots, Create Amazing Drum Loops. Again, you guys can come to the episode page in the resource links and you guys can check out the course there. You guys can purchase the course individually or within the membership, okay? So obviously the membership is obviously gonna be a better deal. And um, I also have the book, Safe Spots. Again, just search my, my author name, Riley Weller. So Safe Spots, Riley Weller, and it'll come up in Amazon. Again, all the links will be in the, the show notes, okay? So don't forget, you guys can support this podcast for $5 a month. Come and ask me a question on the episode page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode, and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books, or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous, and I'll see you in the next episode.